This is our Everest. Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, the advent calendar podcast that has a brandy-washed rind. Uh, That'll be you rather than me. Yeah, I've been at the cheese. And it was good, but uh, it was was one of those cheeses that's a bit fizzy. Okay. Um... (laughs) And anything could happen, so... I could momentarily black out or just lose it for good. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Thanks I, to uh, the awesome power of the cheese. Yeah, I look forward to uh, finding out. This particular cheese, Epoise cheese, is banned in the United States. You can't get it. Right, okay. Because it's made with unpasteurised milk. Oh, okay. And in France, France, mind you, you're not allowed to take it on public transport because it's too smelly. Oh, okay. Right. God, dear. It's unrelenting, and I, I, can, I can feel it already doing things to my body that I get the feeling I'm going to be having to explain to a doctor. I love it! I love it! Wicked! This is proper hop hop. I want a hip-hop horse. A hip-hop horse? Get to work, Harry. Gold chains and the gangster walk. Hmm. Voila! A hip-hop horse! Where's the singing? Drop it! One to the two to the three to the horn, a hit or horse. Go Marcus. I love the lyrics. Go Marcus. I love the way he says my name. Go Marcus. Go Marcus. Go Marcus. Yesterday you left us on tenterhooks. Yeah. With by not revealing what we were going to watch. Yeah. It turned out that what we were going to watch was the Christmas episode of Concentration. Yep. The American card matching quiz show. From December the 24th, 1968. Yeah, good choice, I thought. I I mean, I was expecting something a lot more harassing. Uh, no, I don't, I've taken care of that elsewhere. <laughs> if you've not heard of Concentration, I think there was a British version of Concentration. Concentration was, at one point, the record-breaking US television programme. Okay. For the most consecutive... Episodes. Oh, okay. It ran 14 years and seven months. Right. For 3,770 shows. Jesus. Between August 1958 and March 1973. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been around sort of on and off since then. So this comes from that original first run of concentration. Yeah. Which is based on, I always called it. The game pairs. Yeah, pairs is what you it call is. It is also it, also known as concentration. The game where you've got a grid of thirty cards, and you have to turn two over at a time and try and remember what's on all of the cards, and then match them up. Yeah, yeah. But when you match them up on concentration, what you do is reveal cash prizes. Yeah, and then part of a word puzzle, a rebus. Mm. Is the correct name for these those word puzzles where bits of bobs of words are replaced by pictures mm-hmm. and homonyms? Yeah, um, and that would get you further prizes. Yeah, it's a very slim premise for a televised game show. I've, I've thought it was absolutely 
fascinating and I got really into it. Um, it <laughs> because the amounts of money were all very similar. It was all made up of well, nines and sixes. Yeah, I think that that might be one of the reasons that you got into it. Because obviously the reason that they do that is to make them harder to remember. Yeah, yeah. If it just said $50, $100, $70, it's easier to remember. So, you know, they could have put $54.45 and then $55.55, but no. No. Because I suspect you were executive producing this episode four years before you were born. Yeah. It's ninety six sixty nine, sixty six sixty nine, ninety nine ninety six, sixty nine sixty nine, six six nine. Nice. That is why you enjoyed this game so much. I put it to you. It was very satisfying. You're a blithering idiot. <laughs> You're a blithering And I've just eaten a piece of cheese that tasted like it came out the bottom of a swimming pool. You're and It's you're illegal idiot. in half of a continent. <laughs> yeah. With good reason. Because I, de- I mean, the thing is, if they don't like it because that, you know, the cheese might be alive, I can tell you, I, I'm feeling that. I feel the extra life in me. Right. I'll tell you what. Okay. This program is from. What was it, Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, 1968. 1968. So this is coming right at the end of the most tumultuous year in US history since the end of the Second World War. 1968 was the year of Martin Luther King, uh, Robert Kennedy, the Chicago riots, Vietnam, and Nixon winning the presidential election. It was a hell of a year. I even looked up to see if concentration might have been mentioned in The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And was it? No, it was not. Oh. No. Well, that's a shame. And the programmes like it were. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know. So this comes at the end of all of this year and it's like nothing happened. This is <laughs> what the people that voted Nixon in a couple of months earlier were watching. Yeah, it's it's proper ostrich buried head in the sand television, isn't it? If you were feeling generous, you'd say timeless. <laughs> but I, I I don't feel as if that's that's right. No, I don't um, think it's timeless. Morecambe and Wise is timeless. It's hermetically sealed. It's mm. locked into a specific place and time. Yeah, this is a tin of spam from the Korean War. Have you ever seen the documentary Salesman? Uh, it's I black don't know. and white. It's I don't very think so. good. It's about a group of travelling salesmen. They are selling these huge ornate Bibles. Wow. Like, you know, kind of hand-painted and quilted covers, really kind of ridiculous, lavish thing. Nice. Um, and they're, they're in a really, really high-pressure environment, travelling across the Bible Belt by car, trying to sell these door-to-door, chasing up subscriptions, all this sort of thing. They've got these insane sales targets. It's brilliant. If you can find it, watch it. Uh, it'll be on a streaming platform somewhere, I'd have thought. Might even be on YouTube. Good old YouTube. But that is the world. It's the same fucking world. Unfortunately, it's wasted on you because you are a Philistine and haven't seen Salesman. But um, 
but it's 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 identical. It's the beehive hairdos and horn-rimmed glasses. I tell you what, I have seen is a lot of TV broadcasts as they went out on November the twenty-second, nineteen sixty-three. Mm. Uh, you know, we interrupt this broadcast. President Kennedy's been shot and all that. Mm. And the interesting thing about that is that the picture quality is very similar. Mm-hmm. The presentation style is very similar. Mm-hmm. The people look very similar. Mm-hmm. And even even down to when he's doing this sort of um, charity segment, that really corny, hokey swell of organ music behind his voice. You know, Christmas, as is often observed, is a wonderful season for children. They live in a world of elves and sugar plums and packages with big red bows. The whole promise of joy and laughter. But unfortunately for millions of children in Africa, Asia, the Middle East, Latin America, this season is no different from any other. There are no elves, only hunger. No sugar plums, only disease. And joy and laughter give way to sadness and despair. Look. There's a penny on the floor there in front of me. So insignificant that few people even bother to pick them up. But that little penny would buy four hungry children a glass of milk. It's like nothing has changed at all in in five years at least. Yeah, I mean the thing is that people talk about culture as though it's one thing. But it isn't. It's more than one thing. Oh, The culture of young people is... Very, very different to the culture of older people. It's true. And it certainly was in the 1960s. So what you had in the 1950s and 1960s was was where, where youth culture and old person culture used to be fairly closely aligned. From the middle of the 1950s on, they started to really diverge. And the older culture stays the same. Why would a television show that's being watched by women in their 50s and 60s why would that change between 1956 and 1968? It's only 12 years. You know, 12 years ago from now is 2008. Not that long ago, if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. It feels like a very long time ago. But the thing is that it feels like, it feels weird. Because what's actually happening is that the is that youth culture, which is the one that you always hear about, because people who were growing up in the 60s never shut up about it, is diverging at this rapid pace, incredibly rapid pace. If you think about it, the period from the Beatles, from, what, Love Me Do to Sgt. Pepper, what, five years? Less than five years. Uh, About that, yeah. That's nothing. But the thing is, you only really get to understand that when you get older. And by that time, no one's listening to you. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. We'll be back after this quick break. But it's that that's the kind of problem here is that is that we're looking at this thinking this is so dated. It's it's well, it's not. It can't be. It's just a game show, you know. Yeah, fundamentally, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. It's, that's all it is. It, it, it absolutely is, because it is a live TV broadcast of, 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 of 
people at living at that time. It fulfills every required component of a game show yeah. then and today and all the times in between. And the thing to bear in mind is that a lot of these game shows do have this incredible longevity. And The Price is Right has been going for 48 years now. And that's the second version of that. Jeopardy's been going for ages. Let's Make a Deal. If you've never seen Let's Make a Deal, you have to watch Let's Make a Deal. (laughs) It's it's basically, it's The Price is Right's idiot younger brother. Wow. So, what, a version of The Price is Right for people who find The Price is Right too intellectually straining? Yeah, too complex. The, The entire audience is in fancy dress. (laughs) <laughs> it's terrific entertainment and the thing is that they they're, they're on at the same time every day i think it's 11 oh, i think it's man. 11 in the morning wow so um the price is right is on first and then let's make a deal is on afterwards when i flew out to america to get married there was a uh i i, I had the pleasure of watching on normal broadcast tv jesus christ that was the, pretty fucking that's, sweet that's a the, the, the thoughts of you just watching those, just the dissolution that I'm imagining, it makes well, me yeah, sick. I was, my mother, I was at my mother-in-law's house. Well, that's true. <laughs> this particular episode of Concentration is a Christmas special, and as such, there are celebrity contestants playing for charity money. The celebrity contestants are both Santa Claus, which yeah. is pretty confusing, especially for our host, Hugh Downs. Now, the two Santas are, I think, pleasingly truculent as guests. I think everyone's drunk. I think, well, (laughs) I think most people are drunk. Later turns out that one of the Father Christmases, who in a second appearance for our Advent Calendar podcast was played by Victor Borger, (laughs) of all people. I am an idiot. Had the flu. Yeah. Can you imagine if we, you know, you're watching the Christmas strictly special this year yeah and one of the judges turned up and said well you know i've got covid19 but i turned up anyway yeah. so i'm just thinking that and he he looked rough he looked like diamond fred quimby in uh, yeah. the thing where he's got the flu and he's in the political debate with side joe bob yeah he yeah. just he's... here's a here's a here's a thought experiment for you name like a really famous really good actor um Paul Newman. Okay. I have seen Victor Borger on the TV more times this year than I have seen Paul Newman. Oh. Is there anyone that I could have picked that that wouldn't be true of? Or have you it just probably seen... probably somebody like fucking Les Dennis. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that you've seen Molly Sugden more than everyone. Yeah. But that that's true of most years. You can't blame the podcast for that. This is my life now. It's never been this bad. <laughs> uh, Victor Borger was... Uh, for, I mean, for fuck's sake. Victor Borger was one of the Santa Claus from his deathbed, essentially. From his flu-stricken... I, he did look so poorly at some points that I, mm. I went to Wikipedia just to make sure that he didn't die that night. But <laughs> yeah. no, he, he lived until um, 2000. He was oh, quite, right, okay. quite elderly when he died. He was on because he was an ambassador for the charity Care who, as the programme helpfully pointed out, was helping children in wretched, poverty-stricken, backward countries, which 
according to this program, seemed to be everywhere in the world that wasn't the United States. <laughs> yeah. And they had ch- child representatives of all of these poor, downtrodden groups, or at least child representatives from countries where they weren't communists. Mm-hmm. I did wonder whether or not any black American kids tried to sneak in there <laughs> as a <laughs> downtrodden group. But I think they would have been weeded out quite quickly. Yeah, it was a very curious sight. I mean, the guy who won 696 bucks. Yeah. That's decent money. That, well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, overall... Six, hit six, $696 in 1968, which is what I looked up. Yeah. Because this is the sort of thing that I do now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is now 5204 Dollars. It's not bad. Six hundred and ninety-six I mean, pounds in nineteen sixty-eight mm-hmm. is now twelve thousand one hundred and fifty pounds. There you go. So, <laughs> overall, the two Father Christmases won one thousand four hundred and seventy-six dollars and fifty-seven cents. Yeah. For which you know, when you consider that Hugh Downs pointed out that if you saw a penny on the floor, that could buy four glasses of milk. Yeah. That seemed strange to me but you know i don't i really know about the milk economy um <laughs> although i am rapidly <laughs> developing the ability to lactate as we speak um <laughs> uh, tomorrow's podcast is gonna be awesome the other we're gonna have to do this one on video though aren't we? <laughs> From my hospital bed. I'm going to have to reopen my OnlyFans. Yeah. The other Father Christmas was Bob Clayton, who would be the new host of Concentration from the following year. Yeah, it's not exactly a celebrity special, was it? Well, I mean, Victor Borger's reasonably famous. The the most famous person in the entire programme that I really wanted to bring up was... Hugh Downs, actually, the host who was stepping down. Mm. He died this year, July the 1st, 2020. Uh, He was 99 years old. Wow. Apart from concentration, the thing that he was most famous for hosting in the United States was the ABC News magazine programme 2020. Being a game show host is pretty good for the old life expectancy because Bob Barker is still going. Had his 97th birthday this month. Nice work, Bob. Yeah, as you you know fully well that Bob Barker is a hero of mine. Oh, yeah. Don't say anything. Friend of the podcast. Bob (laughs) Clayton only lived to uh, 57, so it doesn't always work out. But when you've got Bob Barker and Hugh Downs bumping up the average like that, you've got to like those odds. Yeah. Hugh Downs was a uh, lifelong libertarian, a keen advocate for the legalisation of marijuana, sat on the UNICEF board for refugee problems in the early 1960s. And was on the Board of Governors for the National Space Society until 2019. Blimey. An interesting life. The sort of thing that you wouldn't necessarily have attributed to that bloke. Yeah, Telling you you could buy four glasses of milk with a penny and bickering with a pair of recalcitrant men dressed as Father Christmas. Right, yeah. Now, I understand that in the usual swing of an episode of Concentration... The contestants mm. are concentrating a little bit harder, perhaps, than these celebrity dilettantes. Yeah. And it was quite rare that the ultimate rebus, the puzzle, wasn't revealed. But this time, they had to reveal it after the time ran out. Yeah. And it was 
We wish you a Merry Christmas. Now, you both racked up some money. We'll find out. Let's find out, first of all, what the puzzle was that you were working toward. You see some clues there. But look at the entire board. Now, you see what it spells yeah. out? We, we, the the we, wish you, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We, we plus a shoe, A, M, the word air in a speech bubble, E, K, a wrist, and a picture of a moose. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. That's the sort of thing I like to see on TV. I, the other thing I really liked about it is it was quite low tech, mm. but it was mechanised to a certain degree. It and was, that board yeah. was making all signs, kinds of very, very satisfactory clicks and whirs as it yeah. went through its motions. Well, I enjoyed how difficult it was because you kept on seeing pairs that came up and thinking, I'm sure I've seen that before. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, I bet you're not allowed a pen and paper for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that they would frown quite heavily on having a pen and paper. And that's the absolute yeah. killer. Is it? My short-term memory can't cope with that sort of shit. Christ well, almighty, not yeah, these days. I think it will be a very interesting programme for the dilapidated and elderly. Uh, the game of concentration. I call my kids by the right names approximately 40% of the time. Well, that's still reasonable. I they mean, are it... the most important people in my world. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but, uh, you know, not wishing to blow my own trump. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my podcast wife. More on the way after these words from our sponsors. There you go, mate. Have some just juice. It's only 40% twigs and moss. The charity Care get a big slice of this pie. There's 24 minutes, roughly, of episode. Mm. 10 minutes is spent playing the actual game. Yeah. Uh, The remainder seems to be dealing with charitable stuff for Care. Throwing to commercial breaks, which this program does every 20 seconds. Yeah. In true American TV style. One of my my favourite little things was a, a sort of... Um, it wasn't so much a, a break as a, as a sponsor announcement that every child who had appeared on the show today was going to receive an MGM play tape. Yeah, well, that sent me off down a down a wormhole... So it did. And a 10-tape library as well, Um, presumably that you could choose yourself. So your play tape uh, had been released a year before in 1967. The exact model that they had there was (laughs) was, uh, $29.99 at the time. And they are collectible now. At its peak, they had 3,000 artists. Uh, and that was in 1968-69 time. But then it started to lose out to 8-track um, cartridges. Oh. And uh, and 8-track cartridges in turn to audio cassettes. Yeah. Which were which had been available before. Newfangled upstarts. Yeah, I mean, uh, audio cassettes have been available in increasing quantities from the kind of mid to late 50s. They overtook um, reel-to-reel tape players. 
but it was it was very interesting and i ended up spending quite a long time reading about them if we had more time i would suggest that we could each pick the 10 tapes that we would have have taken home bearing in mind that it had to be something released before the 24th of december 1968 however we do not have more time so suck it up buttercups and instead let's discuss what your festive highlight of this august Um, program my festive highlight I think was probably the trading places vibe I got off the drunk Santas. <laughs> they were like Dan Aykroyd's character <laughs> when he shoves a whole lump of smoked salmon down the front of his shirt and it gets stuck in his beard. I still maintain that one of them probably wasn't drunk. They were just very, very ill. <laughs> Um, well, you know. Maybe they were both. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know. I would say that there comes a point... I mean, here's the thing. If you are genuinely as ill as somebody who's got the flu, you're not going to do any drinking anyway because you're not going to feel well enough to do any of that bullshit. Yeah. So either he had the flu... Or he was just saying he had the flu, didn't feel particularly well, but had had eight Lambruscos in the green room anyway. I I see no reason whatsoever why a celebrity uh, going on a TV show and feeling sick wouldn't try and medicate that with booze in 1968. Yeah, but it's fair to say that you do have quite a low opinion of a lot of celebrities, and one of the ongoing tropes of this podcast is your assumption that everyone is just roaring drunk the whole time. Um, it, it certainly feels like it. I mean, obviously, you know, there was a time, if you go back far enough in history, when they actually were. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, I, I you know, can't when people deny used to When people used to drink um, beer all the time, because water wasn't safe to drink. Um, well, yeah. And uh, and that that is still kind of there. It seems to be deeply rooted into our culture. Do you know so what I mean? What the, the from the from the Middle Ages to the to today, people who yeah. work in television drink beer because they think no, the water no, no, isn't not safe. Not just people in television. We all, you know, a lot of people drink too much. That is a problem. That is a problem that has never gone away. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's mutated into different forms, but it's never gone away. I eat yeah? too much cheese. Well, yeah, some of us just eat too much cheese. I've also been drinking. I mean, we all know how alcohol sodden the world was in the kind of forties, fifties, and sixties. Yeah, it's you know, it's really only been in relatively recent years that that's. When I started working, we used to go to the pub on a Friday lunchtime um, over the road from where I uh, worked at the time. And we would cram three pints into an hour and then go back to work. Yeah, if if you have fewer than three pints in an hour, then you're a communist. And that is British fact. Yeah, and you know, some people might have some food. A substantial meal. Not that many. But, you know, like being hungover at work was kind of expected to an extent, to a point. It was a... You, you cannot... 
it, it's like smoking in shops or in offices. Smoking in offices was a thing when I was started working. <laughs> um, the good old days. It's yeah, the good old days. No, they weren't the good old days. It was fucking horrible. It certainly you know? was. And, and we're much better off for it not being here. But yeah, it, in 1968, would. Would, would would everybody have been completely sober and would everybody have been like, you know, not so fucking people are smoking sitting at their desks, aren't they, in some of these Yeah, programs. that's true. That is very true. Um, if, they're, if they're, you know, yeah, of course, if, if, if they look drunk, they almost certainly are. Yep. And there you go. We've, we've, Dean Martin made, Dean Martin made a fucking career We've We've it. called it drunk and they can come at us. If if they if they want us to recant, if he if, I mean, did they say much about his illness? Did he say much? He said he had the flu. Yeah, well, it's like oh, thanks thanks for coming, Victor. If he had the flu, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't. Be, oh no, absolutely not. No, he'd be in. No, he would be in zero state. He's got the flu in the way that people who say they've got the flu but have actually just got a cold say they've got the flu. If he's got a heavy cold, well, you know, it's a fairly common trope isn't it that people will take a little dram of something still now what the fuck was Victor Borger doing playing fucking Santa Claus on a quiz show well you answered the question yourself earlier he was the president of the charity or their representative he was you know oh we can put him on he'll do it for nothing because it's for charity yeah Um, it you know it's kind of benefits everybody ultimately doesn't it Apart from the viewer, I'd like to say that my festive highlight was the um, opening shot of Hugh Downs with his Father Christmas hat, sat in the sleigh, surrounded by children from representing countries from all around the world. Yeah, but it wasn't. Oh, my festive highlight was we we shoe a air e k wrist moose. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, I mean. It, it, if they don't sell that on Christmas cards in the United States, they're missing a trick. Oh, dear. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? We're done. That's it. We've concentrated all of our knowledge of yeah. concentration into a small... Oh, Christ. Yeah, my fucking concentration has worn out. Yeah, well... Tomorrow, it's the Fat Albert Christmas Special, <laughs> 1987. 1977. Sorry, 1977. I mean, this is fascinating, isn't it? So, you know, we'll return to that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, But I think our goose is cooked. I think we'll log off for now. We'll be back again the same time tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye.